Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard over the past 24 hours right here on 560. I am Dan Day, and it's a feel-good Friday. Not just because you are into the weekend, not just because you're living in South Florida, unbelievable, but also because the vibes are coming your way with some great sports sounds. Not to mention I'll play some reggae throughout to kind of get you that iry mood that you're going to need to be in all weekend long. I'm going to get your weekend started right on the way with the Joe Rose Show talking to Mike Florio. Florio rhymes with football when it comes to me, and we have a huge football weekend coming up with the playoffs. They're going to give us a skinny on all that. Greeny, a.k.a. Mike Greenberg, going to be talking to a New Orleanian who also is a former Kane, the great Ed Reed, touching on base on all the great football stuff that's happening in the world. And Hawk and Crowder... Talking to Moeller, a man that knows stolen cars and hockey. They're going to get you ready for the Florida Panthers' upcoming season. But right now, I'm going to get you up to date with some headlines. The shorthanded Heat lost their second in a row to Philadelphia last night, 125-108. Next up, the Pistons, both Saturday and Monday. Tonight's marquee matchups include Dallas versus Milwaukee at 7.30, while the Pelicans take on the Lakers at 10. The NFL playoffs start Saturday at 4.35 when the Packers and Rams face off, followed by the Bills and Ravens at 8.15. Then Sunday, it starts with the Browns Chiefs at 3. Finally, things finish up at 6.40 when the Saints and Bucks do battle. The Jets are expected to hire 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala as their head coach. New York finished 2-14 last season. After delays due to COVID, the Panthers open their season Sunday against Chicago at the BB&T. 7 p.m. is when the puck drops. Sergei Bobrovsky is not expected to play due to fitness issues. The Canes basketball team will face 16th-ranked and on a six-game win streak, Louisville, Saturday at 8. David Beckham worked out with Inter-Miami's Academy Stars the other day. Beckham is expected to take a more hands-on approach with the organization going forward. The sixth-ranked Canes baseball team has released their 2021 schedule. They open February 19th in Gainesville against Florida, then begin a 36-game ACC schedule February 26th when they face Virginia Tech. The Yankees are finalizing a six-year, $90 million deal with DJ LeMahieu, the former LSU Tigers second baseman, batted 364 last season. And oh yeah, you've earned it. Long week. Relax and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a restaurant in Thailand is serving up a happy menu that features cannabis as its main ingredient. Huh. Brings a new meaning to a happy meal. 
after receiving a letter from her neighbors asking her to stop screaming like a pig during sex and disturbing them, a British woman responded that she thought she sounded more like the herbal essence woman rather than a pig. Hmm, my hot mess of the day. 69-year-old actress Rajani Chandi has been trolled for a sexy photo shoot she recently shot. 69? Nice. To the Exergen Weather Center. Tonight's forecast, partly cloudy with temperatures in the mid-60s. Okay, it's football time. There's a lot of things going on in the sports world. Thank goodness with everything that's going on in the rest of the world. But football dominating this weekend. If you have any free time, you know that's probably what you're going to be watching. But there's plenty of other things to watch on auxiliary channels. But nonetheless, or listen to on auxiliary channels. Joe Rose Show, getting you caught up. Mike Florio visiting This Man Is Football. Talking about... The perfect landing for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Sort of. What's going on with the Jets? Is Deshaun Watson coming here to South Florida? And what is Mike Florio's playoff game of the week? Mike, Urban Meyer found the perfect spot. It's in Jacksonville, I guess, right? That's it. Yeah, we'll see how perfect it is. I think he needs to take a page out of the Nick Saban autobiography and ask himself whether or not a great college coach who can stack the deck every year with a dozen first-rounders is going to thrive when he only gets one. I was uh, on the air earlier today with Peter King on PFT Live, and he made a point that I hadn't thought about in this context that I'm keenly aware of because I've got family that lives in Columbus, Ohio, and the fan base there for Ohio State is as rabid, if not more rabid, than any NFL fan base. The objective every year is to win a national championship. It's not just talk. That's the goal. And if you lose more than one game, you're done. That's it. You, you, your objective is squashed. It's gone. It's over. You can lose two, three, four, five, six, seven games at the NFL level and still be alive. So maybe there will be less torment, not more torment for Urban Meyer as an NFL coach because where he was, it's as much pressure, if not more pressure, than any coach at any level ever feels. Mike, um, I want to ask you about the other uh, hiring yesterday, Robert Sala of uh, defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers to the Jets. And with that, they said some of the ESPN reports were that Sam Darnold, that they already have discussed keeping Sam Darnold. Are they just throwing that out there? Or do you think they've already made up their mind what they're going to do with Sam Darnold at this point? It's a lot like what's going on in Miami with Tua. You, you don't wear it on your sleeve at this point. There are strategic reasons for keeping your cards close to the vest, for saying you're going to keep the guy even if you're thinking about trading and you want to maximize your trade value. And also, in the event that you can't come up with a better alternative, you don't want to undermine the relationship by saying, yeah, man, we really want, want to get rid of this guy. And then you can't get rid of him and you have to love the one you're with. So I think that has a lot to do with it. The thing that, that, that I find fascinating and also concerning about the Sala hire. Now, look, I think he's got charisma. I think he could be exactly what they need in that media market. I, I'm excited to see what he can do. But if they're successful at all, and if they keep Sam Darnold, and they bring an offensive coordinator who fixes Sam Darnold, it's going to be Mike LaFleur, the brother of Matt LaFleur. And he's already got that LaFleur out there that's going to make him attractive. If Sam Darnold plays well, if the Jets do well, Mike LaFleur is going to be gone. And they're going to have to have another offensive coordinator to come in and continue whatever it is that they've done with Sam Darnold. And, you know, we've seen quarterbacks have a different offensive coordinator every year, and it keeps them from being the best quarterback they can be and have the consistency we're looking for. And that's why I, in this 
day and age in the NFL, I would always go offensive head coach. Look at Sean Payton and Drew Brees. They've been working together since 2006 because the Saints made Sean Payton the head coach. If he'd been the offensive coordinator, he'd have been long gone. So I just think that when you're thinking about coaches, if you're thinking about coaches and quarterbacks and consistency, if your team's going to be good, your offensive coordinator is going to be gone. Not because he was let go like Chan Gailey, but because he was bumped up to a head coach somewhere else. Mike, you, you hit on the Tua thing here real quickly, too, with that third overall pick and people wonder what's going to happen. We've had a lot of people come on that been very critical of uh, of Tua. I, I'm just curious. Flores and, and Chris Greer came out yesterday, reaffirmed support, excited. He made a lot of improvement last year. Is that Part of what you were talking about, same with the Jets, or is this just to make sure? How are you reading into this? Are are they definitely not looking at a quarterback? These are things you must say. What's your alternative? We really have doubts about this guy. Man, we may have screwed that up. We should have taken Justin Herbert. They've got to rally around the guy they have for a variety of reasons, one of which is you want to have leverage if there are trade opportunities. True. Number two, you don't want people to know what you're thinking with that third overall pick in the draft. And, you know, we may have gone over this last week. I've talked about it a few times recently. The idea that you need to do the full workup on every quarterback out there when you hold the third overall pick in the draft because you want to be able to engage in an intelligent, meaningful negotiation with a team that may want to jump up to three to get a quarterback. You're not trading the third overall pick at that point. You're trading a player. So you need to know more about the player to properly value what he's worth in trade. Deshaun Watson, what's the uh, situation there in Houston with him? I know he's back from vacation. They showed pictures of him in a basketball game or something, but it looks like he's back now. What's happening there, you think? What's happening is it sure seems like they've spent a lot of time this week trying to repair the damage that was done to the relationship with Deshaun Watson when, number one, they hired Nick Casario to be the GM without consulting him to the level that they had promised him they would. And number two, he recommended the hiring of Eric Bieniemy as the next head coach after a strong endorsement from Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, and they didn't even request an interview with the enemy last week when they could talk to him. Now they finally have. Now they've requested the interview. They got to wait until after the Chiefs are done because they blew their window during the bye. First, they got to get the guy on the phone. And once they get the guy on the phone, because he wouldn't call him back, they have to get an idea of where he is. Has he crossed in his mind that bridge that cannot be uncrossed? Is he mentally done with the Houston Texans? Will they trade him if he demands a trade? There's a lot still to be determined, but I think the next big move is what do they do with the head coach? But you know what? Before I would hire a head coach aimed at placating Deshaun Watson, I want to be damn sure Deshaun Watson's still going to play for me if I hire the head coach he wants. How many teams would be interested in Deshaun Watson? We go back and forth on this all the time. What, what do you I think, think the I number think it, would be? Hey guys, I think it's easier to list the teams that wouldn't be, would not be. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bengals. Green yeah, I, I was going to say the Packers. But Aaron Rodgers is 37. I mean, I, th- I look, here's what I think the Texans need to do if they decide to trade Deshaun Watson if he, if he demands a trade. He has a no-trade clause, and that doesn't mean he can't be traded. That only means he can only be traded to the place that he agrees to be traded to. So you go to Deshaun Watson and you say, write down on this piece of paper a list of all the teams that you would play for, however many it is, 5, 7, 10, 2, 3, whatever. Then you go to those teams and you say, Make us your best offer. And you basically have an auction for the Deshaun Watson contract. That's what it would be, and that's what they should do. You know, there's been the report, and I think it was, wasn't a report. It was couched as informed speculation that Watson would accept the trade to Miami. Well, why wouldn't he? But the question is, can they pull that off? You know, there's other teams out there where you look at the quarterback position, you look at what else they have, and it's a no-brainer for Watson to say, yeah, I'd love to play there. Around me, I'd have more help and a coaching staff that would help me. And uh, I, I, I can be 
on divisional round weekend. You got three guys that were taken in the first round of the 2018 draft at quarterback who are playing this weekend. You got one from 2017. Deshaun Watson surely thinks there should be two from 2017. Right. And if he was in a different situation, he'd be playing right now. Mike, what about the, the Chargers job out there? We, we've heard about a bunch, including Arthur Smith this morning, possibly going to Atlanta or signing with Atlanta. But I haven't heard a lot about that Chargers job and, and who's kind of out there and who might be the fit for them. Yeah, it's kind of strange to me because that's the best job. Right. And, right. you know, if I'm Arthur Smith, I'm waiting to see what happens with that job before I take the Falcons job. I, I'll do respect to the Falcons. Why the hell would anybody want that job? I guess it's too late <laughs> to say I'll do respect when you say, well, really? It's a salary cap nightmare. I, I mean, think about it. Salary cap nightmare. Yeah. What are you going to do with Matt Ryan? What are you going to do with Julio Jones? You've got Rich McKay there as the gen- not the general manager, but kind of like the super general manager. You don't know what his role really is. I don't know how much power and influence he has. I think he has as much as he wants. He's basically the surrogate owner, but he's also been a general manager. I mean, it's, it's a strange, strange situation for whoever takes that job and the expectations there. And there's still like this weird of 28 to 3 in the organization. I, I would not want that job, especially if I thought I could get the Chargers job. And yeah, there really isn't like a clear cut. This is the guy that's taking the Chargers job. And, you know, I, I they may be waiting for Brian Dayball. They may be waiting for Eric Bieniemy. I, I think this is a great opportunity for a coach to join at the hip with Justin Herbert early in his career and have 15 years of success if you can get the most out of Herbert. And again, offensive coach. You don't hire a defensive coach because your offensive coordinator is going to be gone within a year or two if if Justin Herbert continues to play like he is. Mike, uh, the Russell Wilson thing's pretty interesting. Wants to be involved in the Seahawks offensive coordinator hiring. I know it's a, we're in a new time. We're seeing a more in professional sports where the stars want to be involved with who they're going to be working with. What were your thoughts when you heard that? I'm just curious. I'm not surprised by it because I've been very familiar with the backstory regarding Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. There's tension there. That whole let Russ cook thing that we saw early mm. in the season, the, the full saying was let Russ cook or he's going to find a new kitchen. The Russell Wilson camp is of the belief that he can be Patrick Mahomes. He can be Aaron Rodgers. He can be a great quarterback if you give him a great offense. Now, Ron Schottenheimer did great things early in the year. They did a bad job of, of reacting to the things that defenses did to counter the let Russ cook offense with Pete Carroll, making it clear that the pendulum is going to swing back to running the ball. Pete Carroll, an old school defensive coach, you know, with Russell Wilson saying what he said, and we played it on our show today. It's great. You, you can get away with almost anything. If you have a smile on your face, as you say it, <laughs> what, well, if you look at the words, I mean, it's controversial. He wants to be involved in who the next offensive wow. coordinator is going to be. It affects his career. He's got three years left under contract. And think about it this way from the team's perspective. They're currently paying $35 million a year. That was top of the market when he got the deal. Before that, his contract was top of the market when it was 22-23. His agent, and his agent can be very ruthless because he has only one client. He's the Tom Hagen of football agents. He's a baseball agent who's got one football client. So he doesn't have to worry about broader relationships and upsetting people. And I got to get a job for my fringe guy that can't get a job anywhere. All he has to worry about are the interests of us, Russell Wilson. And he drives a hard bargain every time. So if the Seahawks swing back to a run-heavy offense, and we're two years out from, from right now, time to negotiate a new deal for Russell Wilson. And Mark Rogers, his agent, wants 45 to $50 million a year. And the Seahawks say, why the hell are we going to pay that to a guy who's handing the ball off 
and it's just, you know, he's, he's supporting a great defense and a great running game, that's when the rubber meets the road, and I think that's when mm. Seattle does something with Russell Wilson. There was talk a couple of years ago of them dangling Russell Wilson in a trade with the Browns for the first overall pick in the draft. Obviously, it didn't happen. But I'm telling you, they're gonna if they if their offense goes in the direction Pete Carroll wants it to go. I, I say 2025 by week one of 2025, Russell Wilson's going to be gone, and I think it may happen sooner than that. Mike, what's your uh, must see uh, game of the week uh, this week for the uh, the four games this weekend? Ravens Bills on your uh, on NBC looks like it might be that. I know Joe loves that one. What about Bucks Saints? And, and the possibility of maybe the last time you get to see one of those quarterbacks play. Well, what, am I am I contractually obligated to say Ravens Bills since it's the <laughs> NFC game? No, I, I, I threw it out there for you. You didn't have to do that. I did it for you. Yeah. Um, I, I I think I think it's I think without question it's Saints Buccaneers because you're talking about two of the great quarterbacks of all time. You got Tom Brady. What if they lose will be the final game of his first crack at trying to get a Super Bowl win away from Bill Belichick. You've got Drew Brees and what would be most likely the last game of his career if the Saints lose to the Buccaneers. The Saints beat the Bucs twice this year. Week one and week nine were a long time ago. Antonio Brown is in game shape now, according to Bruce Arians. And the last time Antonio Brown played in the Superdome, he had 14 catches for 185 yards and two touchdowns. And what was his last game for the Steelers? That, to me, is the game. That's the one to watch. But Ravens-Bills also very compelling. All of the games have the potential to be great. Ravens-Bills, a battle of of two of the 2018 first-round quarterbacks. That should be a great game. I think the Ravens will win. And the Buccaneers Saints should be a great one. I think the Bucks will win. I'm taking two of the road teams this weekend. Don't tell me quarterbacks aren't important as we we've been talking about since I've known you, Mike. We're always talking about getting the right quarterback because six of the eight quarterbacks, first rounders, and just about all the good ones are playing in these uh, in these final uh, four games that we're down to. So you're right. Should be a lot of fun, Mike. Thank you, buddy. Really appreciate you, it. See you guys. Have a good weekend. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for some NFL playoff action. Hopefully, the Saints. Bucks game isn't even close, and I'm talking about the Saints blowing out the Bucks. It's not because I hate Tom Brady. It's because I'm originally from New Orleans, so I love those guys. Tonight, got the Pelicans playing the Lakers. Come on. It's just going to be a wonderful sports weekend. And right there, the Joe Rose Show with Mike Florio got you ready. Joe Rose weekdays from 6 to 10. We're not done yet, though. Greeny going to get you ready for some more playoff football action with a very special guest that's close to home. They, they match up well. Both teams match up well against each other. You know, I think this is going to come down to um, the coaches. Recognize that voice? Ed Reed talking about his former team, the Ravens, and all the football playoffs. Plus, maybe a Ray Lewis story thrown in there? We'll see. It's a feel-good Friday, too, so you know you got good vibes coming your way here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. <laughs> Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a holler on social media. You know you got some time at Dan Day Radio. We'll have some fun, always fun here with Greeny, Mike Greenberg, ten to noon weekdays on Five Sixty, the Joe. It's even more fun when he's got a dude like Ed Reed that he's talking to. Ed Reed from around the New Orleans area and decided, why not go to the University of Miami? Hey, I can't argue with that. I'm from the New Orleans area, 
And I'm living here in Miami also, just like Ed Reed. I'd like to hang out with Ed Reed. I think a lot of people would like to hang out with Ed Reed. So we're going to hang out with him right now as Greeny speaks with him about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. D, also, what difference does a good quarterback make? And then tell me a story about Ray Lewis. Good morning, Ed Reed. Good morning. What's going on, Green? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to talk to you and a pleasure to have you here as we get set for this game. And I want to start, while defense obviously was your side of the ball, let's start with the other side right now. Lamar Jackson, so much talk had been out there about his never having won a playoff game. Now that he did that, that he came up big in that spot last week, how do you see the pressure off of him and what do you think it means for his performance tomorrow night? Been in the playoffs. You know, and, and congrats on Lamar getting his first playoff win. You know, I think he needs to get um, talked about more than all these other quarterbacks who just get into the playoffs. They they still tend not to get Lamar his respect. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love what Lamar did um, the last game. Um, and I think if he continues that, you know, he can, he can continue to lead the team if they play solid defense and and run the football the way they can. Let's talk about the defense because obviously it was the defenses that you played on in Baltimore were the stuff of legend and you won a championship with that group there. How do you see this defense and what are the keys for them going up against a really good quarterback in Josh Allen? I mean, right now you you cannot, I, I can't even say that. You have to be consistent. You have to continue to be consistent, you know, going against a good quarterback like Josh Allen, a mobile quarterback, you know, somebody they see every day. You know, it's it's it's, it's always a challenge, you know, going against a guy who can throw the ball and run the ball. And, you know, I think this would be a, a really good game, man. They they match up well. Both teams match up well against each other. You know, I think this is going to come down to um, – the coaches, you know, making the right calls, putting their players in position to be successful. You know, Ed, obviously you're always known for, for your extraordinary ball skills and, and always just somehow managing to be wherever the ball was being thrown. But when it comes to these running quarterbacks who are so much more prevalent in the game than when you were playing, take me through that. What's the challenge of that for a guy in your position when the opposing quarterback on any given play can kill you with his legs? What does that do to a player like you? Um, You know, for me, my job is simple. You know, I'm, 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 the last line of defense. So, you know, it's it's reminders that you continue to give to your defense on, you know, that quarterback being able to run, you know, especially in key situations like third downs and stuff like that. You know, um, we have to stay in coverage, you know, no matter what until until he crosses the line of scrimmage. And by that time, you know, he's probably being chased by, you know, four or five guys, you know, and um, usually by the time he gets to us, he's sliding. You know, these, these quarterbacks are a little protected. You know, they're a little bit more protected, you know, these days. But, you know, it's not really a big threat. I mean, the, the threat is the fact that you know he can run and you know he can pass. We 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 had to make them pick their poison on how they wanted to, to, to play against us, you know, defensively when I played. Definitely going to be a, a, a coaching matchup to see how these coaches defensively attack both of these quarterbacks. Two great young quarterbacks in this game, no question. Greeny and Ed Reed. All right, one more thing. I want you to tell me a story. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. I do a feature called Tell Me a Story, and you were on that legendary defense. Tell me a story about playing with Ray Lewis. I've always been fascinated by his intensity. Tell me your favorite story about playing with Ray. A favorite story about playing with Ray? I mean, there was so many times, man. You know, um, the fact that Ray... You know, it was one of the hardest workers I knew. Um, he put so much time into studying tape and understanding, um, knowing where um, he needs to be, where other people needs to be, and what the offense is doing, and just communicating with his teammates um, on the football field during the game. 
I'm trying to make adjustments. I don't know, man. One of my favorite ones. God, man, there's so many, dude. Like, this dude was everywhere. <laughs> you know, uh, one of my, I guess I can tell you one of the favorite stories is, like, we used to be in defensive meetings and the fact that Ray was, was everywhere on the football field. We had times when either Ray was um, not even on the tackle and, and we'd be in the locker room, or, or should I say in the meeting room, joking about it, and Coach would be like, Ray was on the tackle. You know, somebody in the in the room would be like Ray was on the tackle. Ray was nowhere near the tackle. You know, <laughs> you know. So we used to have fun with it because you know Ray was everywhere, man. Ray was sideline to sideline. You know, he was always encouraging his teammate. That's probably one of the funnier ones, man, that I had. Is the fact that we used to be in a in the meeting room and always putting Ray down for the tackle, even if he was on it or not. I love it. The Hall of Famer Ed Reed. It's a pleasure to catch up. Thank you. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. No doubt. You too, brother. Take care. That's Ed Reed with me here on ESPN Radio, one of the all-time greats. I mean, genuinely one of the all-time great players in the history of the NFL. Much agreed. Ray Lewis and Ed Reed on the same defensive team, I bet you they were everywhere. That is why it is all about the U. Uh-huh. You know it. Speaking of being all about the U, Mark Hawkman, he graduated from the U. Crowder, he went to University of Florida, but he played for the Dolphins and they rock your afternoons weekdays from 2 to 6. But they're not talking football. They're not talking hurricanes. They're talking hockey with Randy Moeller. Anyways, I'll put it in perspective. I have not been this excited for an NHL season since I stole my first car. <laughs> what? Well, Randy Moeller's ready. He's going to get it Sunday, hopefully, barring any craziness. Finally, the Panthers are going to get things started at the BB&T against Chicago Blackhawks. We'll hear more about stealing cars and playing hockey from Randy Moeller. Plus, it's a feel-good Friday, so I have some reggae for you. On the way, this is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. I am Dan Day on a feel-good Friday. Legendary music from a legendary reggae artist, Capleton. Who dem slew dem? DM. Hey, do what you do. That is what I am talking about. Hit me up on social media when you do what you do at Dan Day Radio, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine yards. Always sharing some sports, culture, and fun because that's kind of what I'm all about. If you don't already know, and if you really don't already know, go find out. Come on, don't play around. You can find out more about me and just the fun crew we have here at 560 The Joe by listening weekdays from 2 to 6. We have more fun than anyone. Hawk, Crowder, Solana, JFig, myself, and a revolving door of guests that just fit right in. And you're fit right in, so you are invited to the party. So once again, please join us. Oh, yeah, and we're going to be joining up with the Panthers, who hopefully will begin their season this Sunday at the BB&T against the Chicago Blackhawks. They were supposed to start yesterday against Dallas, but of course, it's 2021. Can't write anything in ink these days. It has to all be in pencil or something that's erasable. So, we're getting you ready, though. Hawk and Crowder talking to former Panther and TV announcer for the Panthers, 
Randy Moeller. This dude wasn't just a great hockey player, good fighter. He is hilarious. Talks about stealing cars. That ought to let you know right there. Unless he stole your car, which is not hilarious at all. Also, he breaks down the Panthers roster. What the fan experience at the BBT is going to be like this year. And he's a socialite. How is life for Randy Moeller these days different being such a great and loving socialite? Moeller is a uh, former first-round draft pick himself in the NHL, the Quebec Nordiques in 1981 and he had a very long NHL career which ended in 95 with our Florida Panthers he has been with the Panthers since he is a friend of ours Moeller we're heading into a season give us a little something give us a little something for Panthers fans to hang their hats on and go here's why this season's gonna be special for the right reasons I'll put it in perspective there, Hawk. How are you? Good to hear from you guys. How are you doing, Chicken Fire? Anyways, I'm good. Uh, anyways, I'll put it in perspective. I have not been this excited for an NHL season since I stole my first car. Uh, that's so good. we don't know what age that happened, though, Crowder. That's the problem. That 13. Been, that 13. Been, oh, 13. Okay. All right. Oh, six. Uh, no, it's, uh, uh, it's, great to, it's great to be back. Great to be back, but I tell you what, and uh, you guys know, and I think uh, most of the fans know, it's a whole new hockey club. Uh, looking at the roster right now, there could be 11 new players in uh, in the line. That's almost half the roster uh, yeah. has been changed. So there has been change. Um, Bill Zito, the new general manager, was instructed when he was hired as the general manager to come in and need to change the the look of this hockey club and the way they play and and change the culture and that and by the looks of the of the roster uh, there's been a lot of turnover and uh, I, I I can tell you guys that things are a little different a little bit more serious there's uh, a lot of competition for jobs and for uh, spots in and in the lineup it's going to be different because uh, the teams are going to have this so-called taxi squad so that's going to create some internal competition. Because when you've got five or six guys sitting on the sidelines and, and one of the regular players has a couple of tough games or whatever, it's so easy to insert one of the taxi squad guys. There's no different uh, uh, chanting than uh, football. With the, you got the practice squad and that. The yeah. guys go in and out of the lineup and, and that. So in saying that, though, it's, I think everybody's excited. And then the other part, too, is because we're going to have um, uh, obviously limited amount of uh, fans in the building. I think it's close to... 23, 24% uh, capacity. So that should be around four, 4,500 people in the building. And, and uh, so I'm excited. I think the fans are excited to get things going. And uh, we'll hope that the, the Panthers, with this new division that they're in, um, they can be competitive and hold their own. And with a 56-game schedule, it's going to go fast. Um, the Panthers are playing 56 games and 100. And, 14 nights or something it's it's really really condensed so it's going to be hockey every every other night but i can't wait and with this with this roster uh uh, uh red deer like we i've been through roe bugner and now coach q i've heard of a a, a power you know an intimidating roster and then we went to speed and then we started bringing in all this thing like what 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 are they trying to create with all these moves they've made this offseason i i think it, it's fairly simple just a a, a play a very competitive 
hard-nosed style. The one thing that, it, and it hurts me to say that, uh, but, I, you know, people that watch, uh, whether you're just a casual fan or, or an expert or some of the other teams, and that was some of the comments from some of the other broadcasters and media types and that, that the, that the Florida Panthers over the last couple of years, and especially last year, and especially in that uh, uh, return to play that they in the bubble in Toronto, they're just too easy to play against. And in order to be successful and, and uh, consistently successful, you have to be tough to play against. And that's every game. And you look, the, look at the way the, the Miami Heat play and look at the way now the Dolphins, uh, they've had a very successful season. I watched every game. They were tough to play against. These guys competed hard, and, and you, had to, you had to battle for every inch, and the other team knew that they were going to be in for a physical, emotional battle. That's what they're trying to change with the Florida Panthers, and I believe that the players that they've brought in here are going to help in that area and complement uh, the talent that they have. Obviously, Barkoff and Huberto are back, and Bobrovsky in goal, although I, it's doubtful whether he'll play on, on Sunday because he's been... I was going to ask you, know, you did, did, Coach Q make that, did Coach Q make that official yet, if it's Dredger? No, uh... I, don't, I, I don't think so. I don't I don't think so, Hawk. I, I, I think they'll wait probably till tomorrow, but you know, I don't know if it'd be fair. Bobrovsky, obviously, is the number one netminder, but he missed uh, 90% of training camp. He's only been on the ice for a couple of days, so and, you know, we're playing on Sunday, and it's Friday afternoon. I, I don't know if that would be realistic to, to put him in there. But then again, I don't make those decisions. We'll see. Um, just go on FloridaPanthers.com, check the Twitter and that, and then I'm sure there'll be more uh, information on the Bob Roski, uh situation. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I've watched training camp and, and that and, and see how these new lines and new D pair. And the one thing about it, it's competitive. They, these, these, uh, these players work hard. I think the speed of, of the Panthers will be increased. Um, obviously, they're going to be younger. and uh, But the big question, and, and rightfully so, and I, I've done so many interviews leading up to the start of the season, and I, you know, how are you going to replace Dadnoff and Hoffman in those 50-plus goals? Well, um, Anthony Duclair comes in. Uh, he's a goal scorer uh, coming from Ottawa. He's known he, he could have a 30-goal season in a 56-game in a, in a season. He could score 30 goals. He's going to get an opportunity to play with Barkov. So Hornquist comes in from Pittsburgh. He can score as well, drive into the net. That's the thing. The net presence uh, on the, in the offensive zone, guys to, to pay the price in front of the net, to battle for those loose pucks. Same thing in the defensive zone. They've got some defensemen now and, and Radko Gudis that's a punishing defenseman. Players are going to pay the price when they stand in front of the Panthers' net. That's what they're going for. That's what they're they're looking for. But no question, uh, and that that uh, the Panthers, there could be some nights where they're going to struggle offensively if they don't get production up and down the lineup. Missing Hoffman and Dadnoff, yeah, they're two, they're two twenty-five, thirty-goal scorers. So uh, that's tough to replace. They, uh, these type of players just don't fall out of trees. Randy Moeller is with us, so you can watch him Sunday night on Fox Sports Florida along with Goldie. You can listen to Doug Plagans on 560 The Joe. 560, obviously. No, 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 that's changed. I fired him today. <laughs> hey, man, I saw your press release the other day. He would never fire. Plagans will fight you. Plagans is looking for a fight. Oh, I'd love to see oh, that. Yeah. Because Pl- Plagan's oh, got yeah. youth on his side, and he's he looks like he's always looking for a fight. Who would win that fight, you or Plagans? Well, I, I would have to say, well, it depends, because if I, if I fall down as I'm running away, then I'm going to lose because <laughs> I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is a lot younger. He's a lot younger. No, 
no, we're looking forward to it. We we got to, you know, everybody, the whole gang is back on Fox and and uh, on radio with the with the big shot Billy Lindsay and and Plagans and that. And uh, um, we're just we're really thrilled to be back uh, on you know five sixty the Joe and we got a great relationship uh, with the station and and everybody's been great and and we love the promotion we love the love and that. But hey, the bottom line is you got to win. And you were yeah. seeing decisions being made on this Florida Panthers team with a new regime that's come in with management and that, and uh, and that that uh, they're 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 going to change the culture and they're hopefully have a better outcome. And uh, I think the fans are excited about that. Moeller, you mentioned it earlier about three four thousand fans in attendance uh, is the plan for the BB and T Center for all the home games. Have you have you been? given a tour of exactly how things are going to work and ingress and egress and how yeah. people will get their food and all that stuff. Like what, can you just encapsulate quickly what, uh, what people will uh, experience if they come to a Panthers game? Well, they're going to, what the one thing they're going to experience is they they know they're going to be safe. And uh, the Panthers, the bb and center have won awards now for, uh, the, uh, for, for going to this, uh, clean and and uh, what they what they you know to get prepared for fans to come in. You're, the fans are going to see it when they walk through. Um, cashless, everything's cashless now. With uh, you just wave your card for food and bev, merchandise, you name it. Um, the bathrooms have all been changed, and that's so there, there's no touch faucets. And um, I've been through the tour and that, and it's very very impressive, and I'm very proud. The, the, the BB&T Center, the, the, the staff there and the leadership there, they have worked for eight months now. It's been eight months that they started this plan to make sure that when we do open up the doors, that the fans are going to feel safe and they're going to have a great time. And you'll notice that you'll really notice it when you when you come to the BB&T Center. So that's another exciting thing. And and that's that's kind of the word that we're trying to get out, guys, is, is for the fans to realize, hey, if you're kind of sitting on the fence, eh, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready or do I feel safe or whatever? It's as safe as it can possibly be in the social distancing um, and that there's no lines and, and the way there everybody is spread out. I'm sure it's the same way the, that the Dolphins did at, uh, at Hard Rock Stadium. So um, I, I don't think they had any problems. So we're, we're trying to duplicate that as well. Make it a very safe, a friendly fan experience and just hopefully the, Pan- the Panthers can win and it will be a great environment. And, Red Deer, I want to ask you something about you, man, because I know you're a socialite. Me and you, bro, just sit at the bar and drink beer and talk to a stranger next to us. How are you dealing with this quarantine stuff, man? It's It's been 10 months now. Are you okay? Yeah, well, I just keep talking to this person that sits beside me here. I've never seen him I've never seen him before, and, and not, but I, I just do it at home. I got one of these. I got one of those pretend friends that I just sit there and talk. What are you doing? And good to see you. I keep getting oh, the your, same answers. Your wife has to be so thrilled that you're going back to work, man. You must be driving Mrs. Moeller nuts. Oh no, 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 oh no. She she loves having me here every day. It's just a, it, ah. we're just we're in, we're in bliss. That's good great. thing, good Randy thing Moeller. I have I, I, good thing I have my bike. I can go for a bike ride. And, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be nice to nice to get back and and uh, Hawk. I say same thing this year when you call me for tickets. No. I don't have any tickets, so we'll just get that out there right go, away. Why don't y'all go bike riding together? I heard that you cut off Hawk one time bike riding. Y'all should go bike riding together. He did. He pulled up on the on the road. He cut me off. He cursed me out. Yeah, because you were coming into my hood. Telling you, Randy Moeller, he'll shank you. 
Don't mess with that man, but definitely watch him. And, of course, if Randy Moeller has not saved you some of his tickets to the limited-capacity BB&T Center for the Panthers, Blackhawks, or any of the games, no worries. We have you safely covered here on 560 The Joe and our sister station, 790 The Ticket. Can't wait to hear Doug Plagans with his golden pipes announcing the game. Doug Plagans also a real big music guy, a big foodie guy. Doug Plagans is just a good guy to hang out with, seriously. If you ever get the chance, from a safe distance, of course, with everything going on these days, tell him hello, and trust me, the conversation will just take off from there. Hawk and Crowder, they're great guys to hang out with. Hung out with them plenty of times. In fact, I'm thinking about them right now. It's Funky Buddha time. Yeah, we've hung out at that Funky Buddha Brewery in Oakland Park many, many a night. We've shut that place down many, many a night. Salon has jumped in, J-Fig, the whole nine yards. We're always having a good time when it's safe for a group of us to go back. We're all going to go back. But in the meantime, how about we just celebrate the Hawk and Crowder show weekdays from 2 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. I have not been around on Fridays lately. I have been helping out with the Heat broadcast along with Marcos Gonzalez and Louis Lamb. That's been fun, but it's always best to get back here, do the Hawk and Crowder show, and also do this, the 560 Radio Rewind show. So, since I've been missing out the past couple of Fridays, I've culled about a month's worth of Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. So this is the month that was on Hawk and Crowder. Hawkman highlights. Highlights. Crowder crowd pleasers. Crowd pleaser. Bienvenidos al Hockey Crowder show. Brought to you in Miami. Hi. Never, never. Highlight. Crowder had a 27-foot-long Wienermobile coming out of him yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Your pudding is very delicious right now. That sounded weird. That sounded extremely weird. Ay, ay, ay. Que es eso? All right. Nothing next on Hawkman and Crowder. Never. I've never realized that sausage was pork. That it, it was a pork. Okay, I'm asking you, what do you think it is? Nachos? Hi. Well, you know, you could fracture uh, uh, earmuffs, but you could fracture your penis. It's not a bone. You say what? What you got there now? Got shrimp uh, po' boy, shrimp parmesan, shrimp kebab. We talked a lot about nipples there, which leads me right into the cheetah. <laughs> Should have called Joel Hillman Plumbers into the Ravens locker room last night. Uh, <laughs> clean up whatever Lamar Jackson did in there. My bike um, punk. You want some too, old man? Never! Of course, Coach Sam Diaz. Very happy with his uh, selections. Sam, friend of the show. This is a phone on a uh, on a countertop. <laughs> Yes! How do I not know this? And how the hell does Fred Taylor know before I do? (laughs) Anything else, Solana? Whoa! Breaking news. If you just say North Texas scored, I'm going to tell you that I just said it. Uh, No, not that they scored, but they did convert the extra point. The extra point. point. That does drive me crazy. The the perfect person, and they're always the greatest student, and and they're out circumcising people on a mission in, you know, Columbia, and and now writing children's books. Let me guess. He's donating all the proceeds to charity. You bastard. Now that's a crowd pleaser. And, and especially if Jimmy Butler's starting to get angry. It's like, you know, when the Hulk starts to change, in, when David Banner starts to change into the Hulk, and you, David Banner, David Banner, David, David, David Banner. I don't know what happened. I don't know why they kept throwing the ball backwards. Never! And we're both Hurricanes. Twan, 
How many points do you think the Hurricanes will win by? I'm not doing this with you. Are you happy you did that? No. I'm, I'm pleased. I like how after years of Hawkman trying to bait people, they're pushing back now. I'm not doing this with you, Tuan Russell. And then, are you happy you did this? No. Like that, I think that was Mike Cuno eating a McRib. <laughs> oh, man. We have so much fun. It's always great. Going to miss those guys over these next two days because we're not going to have the Hawkins Crowder show over the weekend. And also, we have got a basketball game on 790 The Ticket from the Miami Heat on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So, Zach Duarte will be here on 560 The Joe filling in for them. Going to miss them, but love them nonetheless. Won't you join us weekdays from 2 to 6 and stick around for an extra hour here and do some of the best of Radio Rewind like we're doing right now. Before I go real quick, the Breeze father had a birthday today, 42 years young. Hopefully he could celebrate that birthday by winning a playoff game over the Brady Man this weekend. Drew Breeze means so much to the city of New Orleans and really the sport of football. Great guy, awesome person, unbelievable player. Let's relive some of his glory. This is where he breaks the career TD record, his 540th. 540th touchdown pass. Breeze is on a knee in the huddle and gets out. Spreads his team. Eye formation in the backfield. First and goal at the Colt 5. Breeze is under center. The snap, the spin, the fake handoff. Drop back seven. Throws a soft pass in the end zone. Back pedaling catch. Touchdown. It's grabbed by Hill. That's it. That's the record. Drew Breeze is thrown for more touchdown passes than any quarterback in professional football history. True Breeze atop the list and perhaps never to be caught. 540. Unbelievable history in the Superdome. And once again has defeated Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this season. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself to Sunday. Have a great sports weekend. I am Dan Day on all the social media at Dan Day Radio. Thanks for listening to 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.